We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. One, two, three. Bullshit. Welcome to the Todd Run Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay, coming to you today from the Spec Towns Studios to talk to you about the number one team of the nation, the Georgia Bulldogs. And to answer the question, can Georgia win a national championship with Stetson Bennett at quarterback? If you're new to the show, please subscribe and follow us on social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter. You can email us, titlerunsports at gmail.com. And please make sure to subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And if you like this podcast, please tell the people about it and share so we can try to grow our tribe. So as a UGA alumni and fan, there's been a lot of discussion among myself, other fans, fans from other teams, and the other guys I do the podcast with, Dr. J and Scott the Stat Assassin, about Stetson Bennett. And Chris Wheeler and Philip, if y'all listen to this, I'm going to throw y'all in there too. But before I talk to you about whether or not Stetson Bennett is good enough to win Georgia National Championship, I'm going to circle around and give you two names, Cardell Jones and Jacob Coker. What do those two have in common? Well, both were national championship quarterbacks in consecutive years, ironically in the first two years of the college football playoff. In 2014, Cardell Jones, who was the third-string quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes, he was the backup to JT Barrett, who was the backup to Braxton Miller. Miller had a season-ending injury. JT Barrett comes in, plays great, gets hurt, and Cardell Jones takes over in the Wisconsin game and plays the last three games of their season and leads them to a national championship game. Cardell Jones is remembered for having this heroic postseason, but when you look at his numbers, it's just not what you think. So the Buckeyes absolutely rolled Wisconsin in the championship game that year, and Jones goes 12 of 17, three touchdowns, no picks, 257 yards. By far his best game of his college career. Had a pass rating of of 255.8. Playoff game against Alabama, which is the game that everybody remembers when they get off to that huge lead. Alabama comes back, ends up falling short by, I think it was about seven points. But if you watch that game, and if you remember that game, just absolutely dominated Alabama on both sides of the ball for the majority of that game. And he went 18-35 for 243 yards in that game. One touchdown, one pick. National championship game against Oregon, he played well again. 16-23. 242 yards, one touchdown, one pick. So let me tell you this. This great run that people remember Cardell Jones going on was a three-game span that included five touchdowns and two interceptions, and in the playoff, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Well, Bethay, what about how well he ran the ball? Yeah, in the Big Ten Championship game, eight carries for nine yards. In the semifinal, 17 carries for 43 yards. In the championship game, 21 carries for 38 yards. So, y'all, we're talking about a grand total of 89 rushing yards on 46 attempts. And there's always some noise with the quarterback rushing stats in college because they include sack yardage. But the point is, yeah, he converted a lot of short yardage downs. But this idea that he came in and just lit up the college ball playoff in the postseason, it's just really not accurate. But he was good, not great, but good. And he was on a team that was absolutely loaded with talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And they won. And it's kind of the same thing with Jacob Coker. Jacob Coker, if you remember, couldn't beat out Jameis Winston for the starting job at Florida State. Transfers to Alabama. Loses the battle to Blake Sims in the 2014 season. And then gets the starting nod to start off the 2015 season. Throws over the course of the year. 
21 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 3,110 yards. But Jacob Coker's best game was the championship game against Clemson. And that's the really memorable one where they had the onside kick and the kickoff return for touchdown by King and Drake. And in that game, he threw for 335 yards on 16 of 25 passing. His highest quarterback rating of the year against the Power 5 team. His only 300-yard passing game of the season. Jacob Coker was basically a game manager. His most attempts in a game the entire year was 30, was 45. That was a game they lost to Mississippi State. He only attempted 30 more passes in a game four times. Against Clemson, a really, really efficient game. But over the course of the season, they didn't lie on Jacob Coker. I share that background with you to say the idea that you need an elite quarterback to win a national championship hasn't been true in the CFP era. I know that's hard to wrap your head around when you've got guys like Trevor Lawrence winning national championships, Deshaun Watson, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, Joe Burrow. These lists of quarterbacks that just put together historically good years to win these national championships the last several seasons. But history says you don't really have to do that. And I don't want to go back too far outside of the CFP era, but go back to even the 2009 Mama team with Greg McElroy. McElroy threw eight passes in the championship game. Now, again, that's a different era of college football, really. Between 2012 and 2014, college football changed to become truly an offensive-dominated game. And Nick Saban's even attested to this. We've talked about that on the podcast. But my point being, before you even ask the question about whether or not Stetson Bennett is good enough to win a national championship for UJ, you have to ask the question, how good does UJ's quarterback need to be to win a national championship? Do you need a Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow-level quarterback to win a national championship with this team? In my opinion, the answer to that is no. But having said that, I'd argue Stetson Bennett is better than Jacob Coker and better than Cardell Jones to this point. So, Stetson Bennett's stats for the season, just just for comparison, Bennett on the year has completed 65% of his passes for 1,625 yards, 15 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, rushed for 233 yards on 35 carries, and he's got one rushing touchdown. Now, Let's go a little deeper into those stats. Bennett is currently third in the nation in passer rating at 184.56. The two quarterbacks in front of him, Grayson McCall and Caleb Williams. Right behind them, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Now, to be fair, to be fair, uh, Stetson Bennett has played about half the snaps that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have played. I think he's played like 184 snaps this year, and both of them have played over 300. So, take that into consideration. But the point being that in what Stetson Bennett is being asked to do, he is doing it at an extraordinarily high level. Another really good stat we posted on the Facebook page is called Yards Per Play, and it looks at all of the plays that a quarterback is involved in, either running or passing, and averages the number of yards gained on those plays. Well, in Yards Per Play, Stetson Bennett is second in the country with a Yards Per Play average of 10.1. He is right behind Grayson McCall, who is at 10.3. That 10.1 number, if it holds up, would be just below Kyler Murray in 2018 and Mac Jones in 2020, and better than Joe Burrow in 2019 and Baker Mayfield in 2017. Better than Mariota in, in uh, 2014 and 2013. All those are Heisman Trophy winners. So, I understand it's small sample size. I understand there's not a lot of attempts. But, but what I'm trying to get you to see is that what Stetson Bennett has done to this point is manage 
a very, very small role on the Georgia offense at an absolutely elite, elite level. And there's no misconceptions with me about what Stetson Bennett is. He's a two-star former walk-on that was in the right place at the right time, has improved and improved and improved to the point where he's starting quarterback for a team that doesn't need him to do a whole lot to win games. And that's the truth. But at the same time, people treat Stetson Bennett like he's 2002 Craig Krenzel for Ohio State. So let me paint a different picture here for you. Let's say that you're a top five team in college football and you have the number five offense in the country. Would you then try to replace your starting quarterback? Like, would you be seeking to replace your starting quarterback? Because that's what UJ fans are asking UJ to do when they say they want JT Dingles over Stetson Bennett. If you look at the SP Plus ratings, Georgia's offense is ranked as the fifth best offense as far as efficiency in the SP Plus rankings. And if you look at ESPN's FPI rankings, Georgia ranks third in offense efficiency right behind Alabama. Alabama's at 87.9, Georgia's at 86.5. And of course, Ohio State's lapping the field at 92.4. And there is no question that Ohio State is the most explosive offense in college football. But even when you look at the SP Plus rankings for offense, Georgia comes in at a 40.4, Alabama's at a 42.0. So even there, the differences in these offenses in reality is very small. However, in perception, there's this gap because people still see 2019, 2018, 2017 Alabama when they think about this Bama team, and that's not who Alabama is. And in fact, Georgia ranks sixth among all Power 5 teams in yards per play at 6.89, seven spots ahead of Alabama who averages 6.69 yards per play. Now, people look at Alabama averaging 44 points per game and UJ only averaging 38 points per game, and that's that for them. That's the end of the story. But again, you have to dig deeper and look at other things. This UJ offense is one of the most efficient offenses in the country, but the truth is efficiency is not sexy. Being able to run the ball effectively on first down isn't sexy. Being good on third down is not sexy. Being good in the red zone is, and UJ's been good in the red zone, explosive plays and 60-point games, and the perception is that UJ isn't doing those things. So what I'm telling you is this. Stetson Bennett is a very good quarterback. Stetson Bennett is not JT Daniels. Stetson Bennett is not Joe Burrow. Stetson Bennett is not Mac Jones. But he is a very good quarterback. And people have a hard time with that because they look at JT Daniels and see a five-star kid that started at USC at age 18 was the number one quarterback of the century coming out of Southern California. I mean, the kid threw was 66 touchdown passes as a sophomore. JT Daniels was a big-time elite, elite recruit. We got him, and you're sitting there saying, how is that guy on the sideline and a guy that looks like he should be bagging my groceries out there playing starting quarterback for this team? It's hard. We doubt his size. We doubt his arm strength. We doubt his pedigree. And we have PTSD from last year's games against Bama and Florida where Bennett was really, really over in over his head. He played like a good quarter against Bama, and people forget this. We actually had the lead against Alabama at halftime of that game after he threw a touchdown pass. I mean – when we go back to the Florida game and watch him go, what was it, 7 of 21 or something atrocious like that, miss wide open receivers. I mean, probably missed 150 yards worth of open receivers and just looked like a guy that was finally outmatched. Georgia fans have forgot, haven't forgotten that, and they can't get it out of their head. So what is Stetson Bennett? I don't know how to describe him. Saying he's a game manager seems fair. And then you look at his stats and you say, game managers don't put up stats like this. 
if he finishes with a little bit more volume, he's going to put up all-time historic efficiency numbers, not 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 counting stats, efficiency numbers. And it's just hard to say that a game manager is going to, is being that efficient. However, he's not a star. He's not an elite playmaker. We know that. I don't know. Is he an elite game manager? It, I don't know. But I think one of the things that will help with this conversation is this. The team that UJ had in 2020 could not win a championship with 2020 Stetson Bennett. This team in 2021 cannot win a championship with 2020 Stetson Bennett. But they can with 2021 Stetson Bennett. Y'all do realize that college football players are allowed to improve and get better. Stetson Bennett has improved and gotten better since last year. This team is so good on defense, historically good to this point, and so talented you could name a dozen or more quarterbacks that can win a natty with this team. Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Grayson McCall, Matt Corral, Sam Hartman, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis. Any of those guys could win a championship with this team. And I ask you this question. If you replace Stetson Bennett with Hendon Hooker or Brennan Armstrong or even JT Daniels, did your season look any different? I mean, really? What game are you losing with those guys as opposed to Stetson Bennett? <laughs> I, I don't see it. So in answering this question and putting a bow on this, is Stetson Bennett good enough to win a national championship for UJ? Yes, but it's a trick question. Stetson Bennett's good enough because UGA is so good overall. Many, many quarterbacks can win a national championship. And before you say, well, what's he going to do against elite teams? Let me ask you this. People keep saying that, and of course the, the rebuttal is, well, you're going to have to score to beat elite teams. When you play a really good defense, you're going to need to put up points. When you play a really good offense, you're going to need to put up points. What really good defense is UJ going to see? Alabama is the best defense UJ is likely to see the rest of the year. Alabama's got the 10th rated defense according to SP+. According to FPI, their defense is rated 5th. Alabama's probably the best defense you will see throughout the rest of the year. Who else is there? Ohio State. Ohio State, who just gave up 400 yards passing to Purdue. Michigan's got a good defense, but right now they have to have a lot of luck just to get into the playoffs, and Michigan's 25th in offensive efficiency. Cincinnati's good on defense, but not as good as they were last year. They're 16th in offensive efficiency. I mean, what team are you, what team are you worried about UJ not being able to score on? I just, I'm having a hard time seeing it. And I get that the offense isn't sexy, but people complain about the offense, and it, the offense is averaging 38 points a game. And they don't average more because they sit on the ball late in games because they're up by so much. And I get that you want to see a 50-point blowout. You want to see the Vanderbilt game every week. You want to see the UAB game every week. But that's just not realistic, not with the way that UJ plays football. And I'm just telling you, can UJ win a national championship with Stetson Bennett? Yes. Is he the most talented quarterback on UJ's roster? No. But don't be swayed by the fact that he's short and doesn't have enough stars next to his name. I was bringing this up with a friend of mine that I coach with, and he pointed out that some of the other quarterbacks I mentioned are like Cardell Jones and Jacob Coker are 6'5 and 6'6. And to which my rebuttal was, that's true, but Kyler Murray absolutely shredded people a couple years ago, and he's 5'10. To which his response was, that's true also, but Kyler Murray was elite. And that's kind of my point, folks. If you can get the job done, who cares what your star rating is or how tall you are? If you can help your team win consistently, that's all that matters. And right now, Stetson Bennett is helping UJ win consistently. Would we be having the same season with JT Daniels? I personally believe we would. But all this momentum has been built with Bennett quarterback, 
And as we discussed here, Kirby being the risk-averse coach that he is, is doing another Jake Fromm and Jacob Eason. He's sticking with the guy that he trusts, that has had the steadying hand, and that is carrying the momentum of in support of the team. And that's where it's at. And it'll work until it doesn't. And when and if it doesn't, Kirby Smart get killed for it. Here's hoping as a UJ fan, it works out. This has been David Thaver's Outrun Podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.